Hello, welcome to York Street. We hope that this sermon will be an inspiring and impactful one, just what you need at this time. For any of our sermon-based studies, please head to our website at www.yorkstreet.com.au. So grab a cuppa, grab your notebook, whatever you need, and we hope that you enjoy the sermon. That photo is in my blonde version day. I think we need updating. It's been a little while since I've been uh, blonde. But because when I started at Churches of Christ, I was blonde. And so that photo keeps appearing. Hey, it's great to be with you all. Um, Let me just say, Estate Youth Games, it is freezing. And they will love what you do. As knowing there's Churches of Christ, we uh, we have that privilege of hosting that amazing event. Um, Here's a mother brag for me. Last year, the guest speaker of Estate Youth Games was our daughter. And um, which Tanika was a proud moment, was amazing, but I'm very biased, and, uh, which is great. But, um, but it's a great time when all our young people um, get together and, and you know, we continue to pray for defining moments in uh, that that will be the moment when people either give their life to Jesus or go further and deeper in their relationships. So I um, love that your support. So as Church of the Christ, we say thank you. It is a real honour to be here with you all today. Um, I, uh, I have to say the last time I was actually in here, my husband and I were here at the wedding of Donna Loder in 2009. And I think that's the last time that we've been in here. So it's lovely to be back and, uh, and to come and, uh, and hopefully just be a blessing to you. And uh, as Anthony has, we've uh, had many conversations, Anthony and Bree and I, and, um, and so it's a real honour to be here. Let me tell you a little bit about uh, who I am so that you know who you've got here. And uh, I, am, I have been working with Churches of Christ since the beginning of last year. started on the communities team. I work with David Ratton and Michael Vandery, if some of you may know them. And, uh, and before that, I was the pastor of Redcliffe's Church of Christ for seven years. So up there in Mildura, where Mildura actually sunrays, you get some more sunny days in the Gold Coast. Just saying. And, and uh, so uh, we've been up there now for nearly 10 years. And now I've been able to bring my husband with me. He's actually now the pastor at Redcliffe Church of Christ. Unique, isn't it? But uh, it's how we, uh, how we roll. So I work because of COVID. We actually were able to find the differences in the sense of remote. So, uh, so I do a lot of Zooms and I still work out of my old office at Redcliffe Church of Christ but I travel to Melbourne for meetings and um, so I'm on the road a lot. There's a lot of uh, miles get travelled between Mildura and Melbourne. Um, but, um, but we did come down last night. We have two children. We have a, a daughter that I've just told you about with State Youth Games. She's actually a Generations Pastor at Horsham Church of Christ now. She started at the beginning of this year. So she's working alongside Simon and Jared Risson, which some of you well and truly know. And uh, she's having a great time and loving being there. Our son is a professional musician and, uh, and he is a very talented musician, took after his grandmother, I think. And, um, and so uh, it's always awesome to get that opportunity to hear him play when he does. And, uh, and that is us. So it's good to No, I I feel like I'm a little connected. You know when they often say that you're a local if your parents are actually buried in the cemetery? Well, I feel like I have a connection because my grandparents are in the cemetery at Ballarat. So can I I connect a little as a local? That'd be great. Oh, hello. Someone I have not seen for many years. How awesome to see you. And uh, it's when I come back to an area that I have not been to for a long time. 
I, um, so I just wanted just to share just a little bit about who I am. And one of the things that I love to do, and part of what we do in Churches of Christ, is actually about the health of churches. It's about, um, we have uh, use a, a tool called Supporting Growing Churches, which your church is actually one of the ones part of, and um, where we meet regularly and um, connect in coaching and, um, and journey and support churches along the way. So it's been a real awesome opportunity for me to do that. Well, let me just share today that what I'm going to be speaking about is a wholly devoted heart. And um, so I'm not sure where your heart's sitting today. You know, in a um, couple of little stories that the beginning of this year was my birthday and my husband decided that it'd be a good idea for me to have an Apple Watch. I don't always wear a watch, it's always just my phone, it's my time, but I get so, this might be really hard for some of you to believe because you don't know me as yet, but I get so caught in conversations that I just love hanging with people, I'm an extrovert, and time just gets away, and I keep running late. I think it's part of my family gene, because our daughter preached about that and told us how late we always are in uh, one of her sermons, and um, so he says, I think you need to watch so that you can actually, you know, be watching what goes on, and set an alarm to know that when your phone vibrates, then you'll be off to the next. And, um, but, you know, one of the things, what I've learned, is that this is here, but the settings is on my phone. Everything to be able to set up and to be connected is everything's on my phone. So if I want to change something to see here, I have to change it there. If I walk too far away from my phone, my, my watch will tell me I'm not connected anymore. days when a watch used to just tell the time and a phone you just actually just used to talk on it? <laughs> I, uh, those days well and truly gone. So everything is connected. But you know, I wonder, as I say that, and we laugh and we you know, can identify, but what is that like about with our heart when the source of where our heart is about when we connect with Jesus? When we walk away, because he never does, when we do, he, he gives the settings for us to then take on to how we live our life. Today, it's uh, Pentecost Sunday, and, um, and it's a great reminder about knowing that when uh, Jesus came and when he died and rose again, he didn't leave us alone. He left us with the Holy Spirit to equip us, to empower us, and, um, and to know that, um, that he is with us in all that we do. The... Um, there was this mechanic who was working on a, on a motor vehicle and he spotted a world-famous surgeon come and enter his shop. The heart surgeon stood at the, uh, at the waiting for the service manager to come and take a look at his car. The mechanic shouted out and said, hey, come across uh, here and, uh, you know, hi, doctor, and I just want you to come and have a look at this for a moment. The surgeon thought, well, that's a bit odd, but okay, I will come through and have a look. He walked over to the mechanic and the mechanic straightened up, wiped his hands on a rag and asked, so doctor, look at this here. I also open hearts, take valves out and put new parts in. When I finish, this will work just like a new one. So how come you get the really big money when you and I are really doing basically the same work? And uh, the doctor smiled and said to the mechanic, try doing it with the engine still running. 
No doubt what mechanics do with the car engines is fantastic, but what doctors do with physical health, physical hearts is incredible. But what God does with our spiritual heart is miraculous. Do you agree? So today, this is where I've called the message Holy Devoted Heart, because it's a scripture reminds us that love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. When it first says, love the Lord your God with all your heart. Like, so that's where we start. We start with the heart of what is the condition of your heart today. In John 8, 31, 32, it says, So Jesus said to the Jews who had believed in him, If you abide in my word, you are truly my disciples and will know the truth and the truth will set you free. When it says, if you abide, it reminds us that God is a gentle God that's an invitation. He doesn't demand, he invites us in. So for us to have a healthy heart and to keep it going well, it's about what do we do with our spiritual heart? How do we look after it? Part of that is abiding in his word. It's the first thing is that what is his word saying to us? and reminding us about that we are a child of God and the journey of what Jesus did for each one of us. In another version, it does talk about where it says about abide. It says, remain in me and my words will remain in you. When we remain and we actually feed, when we're feeding, then that's what will come out. Now, I don't know whether some of you may remember in the 80s a band called Petra. Anyone remember? Yep, Petra. And that used to sing this song about garbage in, garbage out. And, um, and it's, it's much the same. It's whatever we are reading, feeding, sitting ourselves in is what will come out of us. So, uh, so what are we remaining in? What is that? Are you abiding in his world? You know, we have a world that's, got, that's shifting, shifting sands in the sense all the time, that there's a, there's a space where it's just not solid near as much as what... It used to be, it's unpredictable. We've got social media, we've got lots of distractions of the world that comes in. So it's about us keeping a solid core of being in his word and knowing who he is. It's reminding us about what we do. It's about we just don't just act like a Christian, we be a Christian in the sense of how we live our lives. In Galatians 5.1, it says, It is for freedom that Christ has set us free. So stand firm then and do not let yourselves be burdened again by a yoke of self-slavery. Stand firm. How easy is it because the world can distract us that we can just go, oh, it's all right, I'm, I won't read my scripture today. I'll do that tomorrow. Be right, I haven't got time. I'm just a bit busy. Oh, you know, oh, I slept in a bit more. And so we tend to, um, can you just grab me my water, please? Sorry. The... Um, it's been a big couple of weeks for Church to Christ Summit and so forth, so I've been going, going, going. So, excuse me a moment. So, in that, that we are, it can be so easy to just go, we'll get to that tomorrow. And then we go, oh, didn't do that yesterday. Oh, well, tomorrow. So, once we start letting that slip and not be disciplined, we end up not always remaining in His Word. How easy is that for to be distracted that we can find other things to do? Is that, the one? Is that or is that just me that that happens to sometimes? 
the, uh, the knowing that that is the truth, the truth that God loves us, that God desires for us to be firm in him, to know him, to love him, and to serve him in all that we say and do, that, um, that in that, that the truth will set us free, that we won't be bound from things of the world or things that actually distract us. It's knowing that our heart stays firm in, uh, in wellness. And, um, and so in that means that we feed a healthy soul. We watch what we hear. We watch where we go. And, um, and so that we can still be the people of integrity and of love that God has created us to be. When you look at people, is there people that you look at that you go, gee, they've just got such a heart of the Lord. Yeah, when, I, when we were um, in, uh, we used to live in Tarelgan, and, uh, and there was a guy that used to be our life group leader. And he was the most gentle, amazing guy. We were in our 20s, and he was in his maybe early 60s. At that stage, you know, when you're in your 20s, someone in your 60s, they seem old, when they're so not old now, is it? <laughs> we know that. <laughs> and, um, but he had this amazing gift of connecting to us as a younger generation. And he was just beautiful when we had our daughter. I remember him coming around and, uh, and he was the most amazing guy. That he would just come and he'd just, uh, he'd come in and he'd sit and he'd say, so how are you, pet? How's, what's happening and what's God doing? And I had this great connection. My dad used to call me pet and um, he passed away when I was 18. And, um, and in that, that, it was just this beautiful spiritual dad that he became to us. And he always wanted to know the condition of my heart. How's your heart going for Jesus, pet? And my memory of this man is that he was fully sold out for Jesus, full of integrity, full of grace, full of gentleness. In Mildura, there's a lovely man called Doug Clark. And, uh, and he is in his early 90s. And he is someone that we've only known um, obviously for maybe eight, nine years. And as soon as I met him, I went, oh, there's something about you. This beautiful man of God that has gentle, full of grace, full of love, full of acceptance, and a well and truly prayer warrior. I know about you, that maybe these people in your life, that um, I have people in my life that's in my same age bracket and ones that are younger that I look at and I go, wow, I'm so inspired because they walk so close that their heartbeat desires to be the same heartbeat of God. So encourages, what is your heart like at the moment? Is it heart, got the same heartbeat as God? Because the thing is that when we are stuck in God's business, when we are stuck in the, the way of knowing what he desires for us, we become in his business and not stuck in other people's business. And so that's, that's, that's important for us just to know what is the word saying? So what's the settings of your heart? What's that looking like today? In Proverbs 4.23, it says, Above all else, guard your heart, for everything that you do flows from it. Well, it's important. We know that, um, that if we don't look after our bodies and our hearts, that there can be consequences, or sometimes there's just surprises. Beginning of the year, we had quite a surprise. Um, my husband had a heart attack in, in, Jan, in um, January. And, uh, and so that was not expected at all. And, um, and I just want to show you a photo of what his artery looked like 
when, uh, before he had a stent put in. See that blockage there? There's a blockage in that heart, in the valve of the artery, of where, how the blood can flow. There is stopping that. So in that sense that for Bruce, he wasn't able to, you know, struggling in breathing and, and there was many consequences. Not that we realised that till after that happened. Why? But look what happened when a stent got put in. Look at the health. Blood is flowing to all vessels we didn't even, couldn't even see that wasn't even functioning here as well. This is a great illustration for us in our own spiritual health that we can actually, when we're not remaining in his word, when we're not faithful in our prayer, we're not faithful to who he's called us to be and created us to be, we create blockages that then stop from all that health of coming right through the fullness of what he has for us. I don't know about you, but I never want to miss out on the fullness of what God has for us. And we can actually have ourselves a spiritual heart attack. It's not a good, not a good thought, is it? So what is it that you continue to look? We, things that cause us, we talk about distractions, but also things that can cause us a spiritual heart attack is things of when we allow ourselves to get bitter or we come covered in shame. You know, one of the things that happens to me, I'm very transparent, and I just tell my life story, really. And, um, but one of the things that when I was at about, eight, about 19, 20, that um, sadly I was, quite, I was molested and, um, and ruined my life for quite a while. And in that, that it was out of shame that I couldn't even speak. I couldn't even tell anyone about that because that was also the day that you don't talk about those things either. And, um, but the enemy had a hold on me in that. And so it became, and I often talk about, I speak at women's conferences and different things and talk about often how I stood beside Bruce on my wedding day. He just saw me when I said I do, but he didn't see all the bags of baggage that was hanging alongside that I was carrying into that marriage. And so that's taken healing and taken, because that was a blockage that I had because I couldn't be full in the way that God had created me to be. Till I actually spoke that out and actually claimed on it and put light onto that, that then God healed me and the enemy has no, no hold on that whatsoever and I walk in a freeness of that and have for many years. And so often there can be things that happen that we layer with shame. There can be things that happen that we just get caught in unforgiveness because someone hurt us and I'm not going to forgive them. I'll never forgive them because I'll never, I'll never forget what you did. If we stay in that, that causes a blockage in our heart as well. There's times of where we, we just get caught in, in guilt or jealousy or greed or lust. And in these areas, these are little things that, that grow into big things that put blockages. I don't know what's happening for, for you. I don't know where your life is at, but God does know where your life is at and he wants to hold your heart. He wants to hold and if it needs a few extra you know, paddles on it to get some new life going into it, he's ready to do that. And he doesn't want you to be caught in anything that actually is blocking, that he wants you to abide in his word. He wants you to be able to have the fullness, the fullness of life. And it doesn't matter what age you are, that, um, that there is still so much to, uh, to be done. Just sometimes our serving changes as we get older. But it's still our heart that his desire is to serve. That, uh, that we don't ever want to be bound forever. You just, uh, you can't just read it and just think that you know the word and just think that's it. 
once. And, um, but we need to be in it. We need to keep reading the word. We need to be continuing to be refreshed. How many times have you read the scripture and then you haven't read that one for a while and then sometimes you end up you're reading it again and you go, oh, I never saw that before. Yeah. It's because of our different seasons of where we are in life that the Holy Spirit will speak to us in the ways that's relevant for right now. And uh, I, uh, there's always something fresh and new that comes out of his word. In, um, in Psalm 61, I want to, uh, I'm just going to read a couple of parts from a different version, then I'm going to read you the whole psalm, because I think that this is a beautiful one. That in um, that one of the versions says, From the ends of the earth I call to you, I call as my heart grows faint, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. In another version it says, From the ends of the earth I cry to you for help when my heart is overwhelmed. Lead me to the towering rock of safety. Now, David knows the life, when life is overwhelming. And, uh, and I don't know about you, maybe you're feeling a little overwhelmed. Maybe there's, uh, like there's things, situations in your, your life, in your family, in, uh, in your surroundings that you feel quite heavy, or you feel quite overwhelmed, or you feel a bit lost. And, uh, or you've got these areas that you're carrying that is just in an overwhelmed space, but not sure what to do with that. Here to say the good news is that God's here for you and wants to be with you in that. That um, David, he knew when his life was overwhelming that this is what he wrote. I'm going to read it to you out of the Passion Version because I think that uh, it has just such a beautiful way of putting it. Also, I'm a very wordy person and the Passion is very wordy. So, you know, it's a little bit of a personal thing for me as well. But I just love some of the way that, um, that this is written. Oh God, hear my prayer. Listen to my heart's cry. For no matter where I am, even when I'm far from home, I will cry out to you for a father's help. When I'm feeble and overwhelmed by life, guide me into your glory where I am safe and sheltered. Lord, you are a paradise of protection to me. You lift me high above the fray. None of my foes can touch me. When I'm held firmly in your wraparound presence, keep me in his glory, in this glory. Let me live continually under your splendor shadow, hiding my life in you forever. You have heard my sweet resolutions to love and serve you, for I am your beloved, and you have given me an inheritance of rich treasures, which you give to all your lovers. You treat me like a king, giving me a full and abundant life, years and years of reigning, like many generations rolled into one. I will live enthroned with, your, with you forever. Guard me, God, with your unending, unfailing love. Let me live my days walking in grace and truth before you, and my praise will fill the heavens forever fulfilling my vow to make every day a love gift to you. Hasn't that just got some beautiful words? Let me pull out some of those words in that scripture. Wraparound presence. I don't know whether you've ever thought about how God can just wrap his arms around you and just hold you. And in that presence, it just can bring a peace 
and a real just security of knowing he's got you and he loves you so, so much. I love that image where it says that he has given, given us an inheritance of rich treasures. An inheritance of the love that he gave us, that Jesus died on the cross for each one of us so that we can have everlasting life. That is a great treasure. Now, you know, for David, he's not quite talking in that area yet. But it's a reminder as we read that because we know what Jesus has done for us, that there's an inheritance that I want to see and I want that desire of that inheritance of being able to, that I can be part of passing that on to another generation. As I know that there's been faith that's been brought down of a few generations in my family to me that I desire that to become, that I live in that inheritance that I can pass that on. And gardening, we know that we need to be guarded because we've got an enemy that wants to come and kill, steal and destroy and that when we get closer to Jesus, he's going to come and have a bit of a go and distract us because he knows our weaknesses. And so when we, uh, we can stand firm in him, that we just guard and we come and we claim the victory of Jesus because the name of Jesus and the victory of Jesus makes the enemy flee. And knowing that unending, unfailing love for whatever you do, he will always love you, even when the days you don't think that you are lovable, even when the days that you don't think you are full of worth, he will always love you. And, that, um, and he desires for us to continue to walk in grace and truth before you. A love gift to you. Love that. When, uh, when our hearts are overwhelmed, that we continue to come and to be led to the rock of Jesus. That let's not run from things, but let's be, and not be overwhelmed, but run to Jesus. And uh, let's think of that story in the Bible where it talks about the guy that built his house on the rock and built his house on the sand. Which one would you like to have your house built on? The rock. We lived in WA for quite a few years, and it was always hard to actually preach this about house being built on the sand because everything's built on sand in WA. So that was, a, that was always a bit tricky. But, um, but we know that when it's on a rock that it is solid ground and that we desire to be on solid ground. It helps us to bring out of where our passion is. We know that when we walk into it, we know that our heart is in it. We know when people's heart is in things, isn't it? And that uh, actually comes from a passion I often get called that I'm very passionate and enthusiastic and for the introverts, I wear them out a little. I have a friend who tells me that. She says, I can only do about an hour and a half of you because then I'm done. <laughs> then I have to go and rest. I love her honesty, which is terrific because there's things that I, get, I love and I get excited and I love to share about what is happening and what God is doing and just life is fun to live most of the time. But when it's not, then we go to Jesus to go, help me, help me in this space. There has been many times in my life that I've just gone, I feel abandoned, I feel lost, I feel like I'm not sure what we're doing. And, um, but God always shows up, not always in the way that we expect him to. And we were talking a little earlier before the service that when sometimes we pray and then we get surprised that God answered our prayer. But we pray. So, you know, sometimes it's more the surprise of how he answers because he's a God of unexpected. No one can make us do anything but God invites us in he invites us in to sit with him he invites us to just come and sit on his knee and be loved by our heavenly father that, uh, that he says that he desires for our heart to be fully devoted 
to him. In 2 Corinthians it says, Therefore, do not lose heart, though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us and for an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen but what is unseen, since what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. So Paul says in this scripture not to lose heart, that we keep a kingdom perspective. So that, um, you know, let's think of him. He was in prison. Life was not easy, not treated good at all, and he never lost heart, that he continued to always, um, you know, write letters of encouragement and to keep his eyes fixed on Jesus in all that he did. We know that there will be times when we will be hurt and disappointed. I often say that uh, I know that I've been hurt and I've been disappointed, but I serve a faithful God that never leaves me nor forsakes me. It's the same for you. Never leaves you nor forsakes you. Just wondering if you know this guy. It's about to come up on screen. This guy. Does anyone know who he is? In the Olympics world? His name is Dick Fosby. Who knows what Dick Fosby was known for? Well done. Absolutely. He was the creator of Fosby Flop. It was, um, next slide, that in that, that uh, we had a, our son who we're talking about, he was very much growing up with high jump, was his, his uh, passion. He was, he, you know, would compete state level in uh, high jump. And, um, and so we saw the Fosby Flop do many times. But you know what I loved? That Dick Fosby, one of the things that he said and why he created this, he says, if the heart gets over first, the rest will follow. Has no choice. But you know, isn't that the same for us? When our heart is there first, the rest follows. It's a great illustration about, um, about where our, how our heart can actually direct our path. So as I close today, I say, I ask you, where is your heart? How's your heart today? Do you feel like that you're heading for a spiritual heart attack? Do you feel like that there's things that you need to deal with today? Do you feel that you may not have been remaining in the word, that you haven't gone in regularly and as deeply because we can get so complacent and so familiar with the word that we don't actually look at it with fresh eyes? Maybe today is a day that you need to repent or ask forgiveness in that. Or maybe it's like a Lord, just I, I need your help. I don't know what to do. Or maybe today you're sitting here and we don't always just assume because people are in church that they've given their life to Jesus. Maybe you've gone, hey, I love what, I'm hearing what God can do. I want, I want that in my life. And maybe today's the day you say, yes, I want to have Jesus in my life and give my life to him today. Maybe today is the day that you've been going along in your life and going, I haven't been baptized. I want to go deeper with Jesus and maybe I need to be baptized. And I would love to do that. I know that the team here would love to hear from you if that is the case. And because uh, there's nothing more exciting than giving their life, giving your life to the Lord and being baptized. And, uh, and as we continue to be a community and love on one another and pray for each other and support one another, today, though this is the day that I ask you, how is your heart? Where is your heart at? Do you need prayer today? because I would love to pray for you today, for whatever that is, for anything that I have said, that if you just feel a nudging, then let today be the defining day 
that is your moment. It's not for the person beside you or the person behind you. Maybe it's just for you. So I invite you to be able to come. And uh, I'm not sure how this church does that. You can do that in the next song if you want to come and take a seat at the front or after the service to come and talk to me and I'd love to pray for you. Let me, um, let me finish in prayer. Heavenly Father, I just want to thank you for who you are. I want to thank you for the way that you continue to speak to us. I thank you for your word that continues to bring um, refreshment and teaching and also brings us into a, brings discipline as well, that there's times when we just know that we need to, to go deeper. Lord, that maybe there's something that we need to ask for forgiveness or repent from today. Oh Lord, maybe today is a day that we just say yes to you for everything that you have called us to be. Help us not rob you from the fullness that you have for us in life abundance. So Lord, I just pray that you come by your Holy Spirit and, and just meet us where we're at today. We thank you for your invitation. Lord, I also want to pray for York Street Church of Christ. I thank you for Anthony and for Bree, and I thank you for the team and for all the staff and pray blessing over each one. And I pray that continue to be praying also for Tim. And Lord, that we just pray just a real refreshment over what you are doing here and, um, and just a blessing. We thank you, Lord, that you have all what is here still for abundance of York Street Church of Christ, and we thank you. So, Lord, we just give you glory and honour for all that you are doing, but we also give you honour and praise for all that you were yet to do in your precious name. Amen. Thank you so much for having me. If you would like prayer or to find our sermon-based studies, please head to our website or check the description below for a link. If you enjoyed the video, feel free to share the video, like, subscribe, and hit the bell icon for updates of when we release new videos. Remember, life can be tough, so let's do it together.